Today in Canadian history for April 11th, I'm Mark Affeld. April 11th, 1917 marked the third day of the Battle of Vimy Ridge. The battle was the first instance in which the Canadian Corps' four divisions fought together as a single formation. The Canadian-led victory was much more than just a battlefield success. In regards to Vimy Ridge, Brigadier General A.E. Ross declared in those few minutes I witnessed the birth of a nation. Lieutenant General Sir Julian Bing led the Canadian Corps in the battle, as well as the four months leading up to it. And to learn more, I spoke with Dr. Patrick Brennan, an associate professor in the history department at the University of Calgary, as well as author of Julian Bing and Leadership in the Canadian Corps. Now, Dr. Brennan, you've, you've written about the, the profound effect that, that Bing had on the Corps during this time. Um, I'm wondering, what did the Canadian Corps look like prior to his arrival? So, so when he takes over, the Canadian Corps, is, 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 it's, it's lots of fine material and... The total, there's an expression, the total is less than the sum of the parts. And that's kind of the way the Canadian Corps was. There were some serious problems of political interference in the appointment of senior officers in the Corps that went back to 1914 when the war started, interference by the government in Ottawa. And um, they brought in Bing. I mean, we needed a British officer to command. There was no Canadian yet ready to command that, that many men and also somebody who was separated from the Canadian political atmosphere. And uh, Bing was appointed a very capable man, but he, as I say, he came in, he was full of trepidation himself. The Canadian Corps had a reputation for being a, uh, having too much political patronage in it and, and scheming and factions. And in terms of the battlefield, as I say, the men were brave, but um, they suffered from you know poor leadership, and uh, they just were not doing well. The morale was low. And the Canadian Corps was performing at a level, as far as the British were concerned, and I think objectively, it was one of the weaker links in the British Empire forces on the Western Front. Can you tell me the importance of things like Julian Bing uh, giving the non-commissioned officers uh, topographical maps of the battlefield? There was a new way of fighting a battle, what we call tactics, that was being introduced in the British forces, which meant the Canadians, the Australians, and New Zealanders particularly. And this new way of fighting, I won't go into all the details, it's too complicated, but suffice to say it relied much more on breaking of the large-scale battle down into many, many small battles, fought in each case by a few hundred men at the most. These are the way battles actually happened in the First World War. Communications broke down and soldiers had a more or less do their own thing. And so they made a virtue out of this uh, in the winter of 1916-17, developed new tactics which were based on these small unit attacks, a great many small unit attacks. And that required a lot of initiative, decision-making initiative, be handed down to ordinary soldiers and the uh, non-commissioned officers, the corporals and the sergeants, and, and, and the junior officers, lieutenants and captains that commanded them in these small units. And so one of the one of the uh, lessons the British had learned, and Bing really pursued this with a with a enthusiasm, uh, more even than most in the British Army, the idea of, uh, of delegating authority to the junior people. And in order to make that make any sense, you know, in order to make that work, you had to, if you expected them to think on their own, they had to know the bigger picture of what was going on around them. They uh, and, and and they had to know the lay of the land, not just in the very narrow area, but more broadly speaking, so they could maneuver on the battlefield and so on and think on their feet. And so maps were an obvious thing to do. It used to be that 
maps were only given their geographical information in a very narrow area that you were supposed to attack, and you had no idea what was on either side of you. And so what Bing is doing is a hallmark of uh, of this new tactical style, this new fighting style, and also his own leadership. He he was enthusiastic about placing uh, placing autonomy in the hands of, as I say, the more junior people who would actually do the fighting. And so he gave them all maps. And I think it was much, almost as symbolic a gesture as anything. Um, that is to say, they, they to use the modern phrase, it empowered them. It made them think that their opinions were being valued, that their their um, ability to make, as I say, judgments on the battlefield was now being respected and so on. I think it probably had more of an impact on morale. You've also written about how, how Bing wasn't exactly ecstatic when he was first assigned to command the Canadian Corps. But uh, by the end, he'd become quite fond of the Canadians, correct? Yeah, um, there was a tradition in the British Army that um, uh, a British general or British commander might be put in charge of a particular group of colonial troops with whom he'd had some historical association. And uh, one of this wonderful line, Bing writes his wife when he's been told that he's been transferred to sort of make something of the Canadian Corps, and he's very disillusioned. He actually was quite disappointed. He thought he was in, in, in line for a, a promotion, basically, for uh, his performance so far in the war, and he saw the Canadians as, a, as a, almost a demotion. But he writes to his wife, he says, I don't even know a Canadian. He says, why me? You know, and this kind of thing. But Bing developed a wonderful rapport with the Canadians in the Canadian Corps. He, he seems to legitimately, I think it was sincere, had the common touch. He was a very fine commander. He visited as many men as he could. He took an interest in their conditions. He would eat with the men, so, you know, not with the other officers. He's, all these little symbolic things that a, a chief executive officer, which is kind of what a general is, can do to maintain, you know, morale. And of course, he 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 was a terrific planner and preparer and trainer of men. He gave them the best chance to succeed and the best chance to survive, and they deeply respected him for it. So when he leaves uh, to be promoted to a higher position back in his own British Army in June of 1917, a reward basically for turning the Canadians around and for winning the Battle of Indy Ridge, there are literally tears shed uh, throughout the Canadian Corps uh, that they've lost their their commander, and Bing himself is deeply touched. Uh, right to the end of the war, uh, Canadian soldiers uh, jokingly called themselves Bing's boys. Not Curry's boys, but Bing's boys. And I think as a, as a respect to the impact he'd had in that 13-month period and in, in, in making them feel proud of themselves and making them successful. Today is a day full of Canadian history. In 1807, Ezekiel Hart became the first Jewish politician elected in Quebec. Canadian animator Norman McLaren was born on this day back in 1914. McLaren won an Academy Award in 1952 for his short film Neighbours. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. All right, once again, it's Canadian quiz time. Lord Bing's wife, Lady Bing, donated a trophy to the NHL in 1925. 
What is the Lady Bing Trophy awarded for? Is it MVP of the playoffs, best sportsmanship, best goalie, or most outstanding haircut? Well, it's actually sportsmanship. In fact, the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy is awarded for the player adjudged to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. 